like that, Anya. She's newly human and strangely literal. What? I don't say that. No one says that. No one talks that way. Strangely Literal, the podcast. You haven't seen my drawer of inappropriate starches. Here's the part where you make a choice. <laughs> Deborah Buck was just telling us funny stories about his life at the monastery. <laughs> this goes beyond anything I've ever done. It's a total loss of control. And not in a nice, wholesome, my girlfriend has a pierced tongue kind of way. I think you've already figured out I'm not the poster boy for normal. I've given some thought to moving off the edge. Not an ideal location. What a crazy random happenstance. Again, we have a fantastic crossover for you. I love crossovers. If you did not know that already, <laughs> you have not been listening to my podcast very long. Um, so this is Bearded Foamy, and we have a fantastic crossover. I'm actually not going to spoil it for you. It is called The Charter, and it is read by the fantastic Rish, who apparently has talents in imitating certain characters of a certain TV show. I'll leave it to you. I It blew my mind. It's such a great story and such a great reading. So thank you so much, Rish, and thank you, Beer Good Foamy. Without further ado, we have our Firefly crossover with somebody else uh, story, The Charter. Time for some thrilling heroics. Here's how it is. You'll get killed, I'm telling. Okay, that's new. The Charter. The spaceport was busy with people of all colors, classes, and languages, milling, bustling, crowding, and shoving everywhere. Get your spacesuits here. Get your hookers here. Wanna buy some black market carrots? This way to learn the mysterious secrets of Earth that was. Win a free trip to Higgins Moon. Alliance patrols doing spot checks, and both freighters and passenger ships arriving and leaving in a complex dance of rocket engines and near collisions, which, to the untrained eye, looked like complete chaos. The six New Yorkers, two elderly couples and their adult sons, who made their way through the crowd, weren't too impressed, though. Meh, Jerry shrugged. Not exactly Kryptonopolis, is it? Looks more like Grand Central Station at rush hour. If Grand Central was in Chinatown... George looked about, trying in vain to look both inconspicuous and tough at the same time. Yeah, well, do you know how many people get mugged at Grand Central every day? I can't believe we were stupid enough to get into Kramer's time machine. I can't believe you were stupid enough to suggest bringing our parents. As if on cue, Mrs. Seinfeld turned to her son. Jerry, did you bring enough interplanetary traveler's checks? Yes, Ma. Are you sure? Ma, I make more money than the two of you put together. Morty, give him some extra checks. Jerry could only roll his eyes as his father slipped him an envelope and then turned back to George. Yeah, I'll be going on another family vacation real soon. But I guess we'll be fine as long as we don't draw too much attention to our- George! Mrs. Costanza yelled, causing a nearby Alliance patrol to give them a very long look. Keep up! We're almost at the spaceship! And so the six stood, looking up at the Firefly-class transport. Or rather, the four parents did. George and Jerry were all too aware of the various lowlives, casting hungry eyes on their bags. So this is it, huh? Frank Costanza shook his head. Looks like a rust bucket to me. Mrs. Seinfeld turned to her husband as one of the crew members came down the landing to meet them. Morty, do you have the tickets? Of course I do. 
I told you this morning, they're right here in my pocket. Um, he searched his pockets for a while until his wife found the tickets in her handbag. And the ship looks fine to me, Costanza. The brown-clad crew member had reached them and held out his hand. Morning, folks. I'm assuming you'd be our new passengers. I'm Captain Reynolds, and... Frank ignored him completely and instead got in Morty Seinfeld's face. Well, maybe you're less picky than I am, Seinfeld, but I'm used to the finer things in life. My son works for the Yankees, you know, and I'm telling you... He pointed toward the spaceship and almost hit Mal square in the face. We're gonna die in that thing! Frank! His wife yelled. The captain is talking to you! Oh, boy, here we go. George snorted with exasperation. Jesus, woman, you are killing me! Frank raised his arms to the sky and screamed out his frustration loud enough for the whole spaceport to hear, Serenity now! Mal blinked and took a step back to avoid getting spittle all over him, inwardly cursing Kaylee's idea to sell tickets in advance. And he did not like the appreciative look that Jerry shot at Nara as she walked past them into the ship. He glanced nervously at the patrol sauntering in their direction, unclipping their holsters all casual-like, well, normally we just say welcome aboard Serenity, but I reckon that works, too. You folks want to get inside? The End All of the characters and universes referenced here are the intellectual copyrighted material of Joss Whedon, the Fox Network, Universal Pictures, and others. This podcast and the stories contained herein are purely for entertainment purposes and no money or Second Life money was made off of this. All stories are by individuals and used with permission from the author. Strangely Literal was created in Chicago and is now produced in Los Angeles and has no connection or affiliation with Joss Whedon. For more information about this show, please check out our website at strangelyliteral.com. Grr. Gah. Yay, me.